Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we've got a laxative based nuclear revenge. We'll let that one loose in a bit, but first, I revealed my ex best friend's HIV status to everyone we knew. My ex-best friend betrayed me in every way that was possible. I still cannot believe that it took me that long to snap. I'm not sure about the exact time that she found out about her status, but I got to know her one evening in college. I was shocked when she told me. I never suspected that anything was going on. Okay, scratch that. I did suspect that something was going on. I just didn't know that it was that. My ex-best friend and I were in a friend group of four other girls, but she and I were the closest to each other. The other girls are also girls we've known for a long time, but my best friend would always tell me that she didn't trust them. We don't know what they say to one another's behind our backs, she would say. I would then try to assure her that we were fine. The girls were okay, we've known them a long time. It wasn't like a cult-like group. Three of the other girls had best friends who were not even in our group, so it all made sense. We were hanging out because we all genuinely loved one another and had our backs. At least that was what I thought. I don't know, I just sometimes think they're jealous of how close we are. I didn't think so, but I always knew not to argue with my ex-bestie. Firstly, she's never going to give up. She would argue so much and even raise her voice. I hated arguments, especially loud ones, and I hate confrontations, so I would always avoid getting into an argument with her. When she told me about her status, I asked how I could be there for her. And she told me she just wanted to tell a friend because it was killing her to keep such a huge secret to herself. Ever since her revelation, she would tell me stuff about dating and all of that. She'd always talk to me about her romantic relationship, but after her revelation, it put a lot of things in context. She made me promise not to tell the other girls, and I assured her that I wouldn't. Of course, I meant it. I was ready to take her secret to the grave, and I knew she knew that too. That was why she told me anyway. If she didn't trust me, she would have never have told me anything. I knew her very well. Even in our friend group, she was known as the most secretive one. Interestingly, it's hard to figure out how secretive she was. She managed to tell very little, but would have you thinking you knew her. Even after she had told me about her status, she never mentioned how she got it and I never cared. I was curious, but never enough to ask her. I just thought the best thing I could do at that moment was to be supportive. Right from the start, my ex-best friend was a very controlling, manipulative, and terrible friend. She was mean, especially to me. She was one of those people that was nice to everyone else and appeared to be quiet and unassuming to everyone else. But the people they lived with or were close to always got a taste of how mean they can be. I knew all of this, but she always managed to suck me in by pretending to be helpless and sad. If I was trying to talk to her about something she did, for instance, like making a passive-aggressive comment about me in front of our other friends, or give me a backhanded compliment, she would ignore me and immediately start talking about yet another guy who had dumped her after finding out about her status. I later learned that she never even told the guys she went out with about her status. We lived together for six months after graduating from college, and that was the first time I decided that I was going to cut her off. Living with her was too much work. She constantly drained me. She never even wanted to talk about my problems or whatever issue I was having. It always had to be about her and her numerous problems. Don't get me wrong, I would always be the friend that listens and wants to help my friends handle their problems, but hearing about her problems soon started weighing down on me. 
she did not just have personality problems, she also had issues with everyone. She always thought people were trying to suppress her or demean her. There was always an enemy somewhere, and I would take on the fight for her while she waited on the sidelines and pretended to be dumb. Sometimes she would go as far as going behind my back to reconcile with those I had confronted because of her and even apologize to them while throwing me under the bus. After I moved out of the apartment we shared, I told her that I was no longer interested in being friends with her. She didn't think I was serious, so she kept trying to hang out and visit me, but I never let her into my house. Our other friends were very upset about what was going on. They were used to us being friends and didn't know how to handle us not being on good terms. I didn't care though. I had decided that I was done being around someone that was so manipulative and mean. I changed my mind when she spoke to my mom, and my mom in turn spoke to me. My mom managed to convince me to talk things out with her, and we talked. She agreed that she had been a bad friend and apologized to me. We returned to being friends to the delight of the other girls in the group. At first, she was sweet as usual, but she soon went back to trauma dumping on me. She was constantly in my space and constantly talking about how our other friends, her dogs, and the world have been unfair to her. It was tiring, but I took it, especially since I felt bad for her. At the time, I was engaged and pregnant. She didn't have a lot of positive stuff going on for her, so I decided that the least I could do for her was to listen to her woes. After I got married, we lived closer to each other, so she visited me regularly. I miscarried my pregnancy. I still blame the huge, stressful wedding I had. It was a difficult time for me, and my friend was there for me all through it. I was glad that she was able to set aside her issues and be present for me, which strengthened our friendship. A year after the miscarriage, I was still terrified of getting pregnant again, so my husband and I agreed on adoption. We adopted a sweet two-year-old and decided not to tell him he was adopted until he was 13. My friend agreed that it was a great idea, but my son was barely eight when this terrible blabbermouth told them that his daddy and mommy were not his real parents. My husband was so mad that he told me that he didn't want her to visit us ever again. I understood his anger and tried to convince him that she didn't mean to hurt any of us. She told me that she didn't mean for it to come out. Apparently our son had asked her some questions and it slipped. I remember wondering to myself then how she would feel if I slipped and told someone about her status. I felt bad about even considering it and nearly even apologized to her for just thinking about it. The final straw for me was when she lied that I was cheating on my husband. My husband had this friend who worked in the same firm as him. He was just as successful and very handsome too. When he asked me if I had any single friends because he barely went out to meet people, I told him I was going to ask my friend. My friend was excited when I told her. I had them meet at my house on a Saturday evening for dinner, and they started going out. One thing was clear. My friend was in love with him. She was so crazy about him that she spent all her free time with him. I even once warned her about getting too attached because she was like that. She would fall in love with a guy whom she barely knew, and they would break her heart. It was always me picking the broken pieces, so I didn't want her to get hurt. While she was with him, my husband and I had just cleared up an issue. When my husband and I first started dating, I was still in love with my ex. We had been together since high school and when he broke up with me, I didn't handle it well. When I met my husband, he made it very clear that he was not going to play second fiddle to my ex. I can tell that you still like him, but I'm hoping I can love that out of you. As much as I want this to work, I will not compete with your ex. My husband is a principled man and he means whatever he says. 
I learned that one midnight, my ex called me to come and get him because he had had too much to drink. I was on the phone with him in my husband's apartment when he called. After I hung up, my husband promised to end our relationship if I went to pick him up. You can do whatever you want, but if you walk out of that door, we are done and I never want to see you again. I was not going to jeopardize a good relationship because of a jerk who had broken my heart numerous times. So of course I went into my husband's bedroom and tucked myself into bed. Years later, my ex resurfaced as my new boss at work. I told my best friend about it and expressed my shock that my ex had cleaned up that well. When my ex started to pressure me to have drinks with him or go to lunch with him, I told my best friend about it. Unfortunately, I eventually succumbed to my ex. We started going out together on our lunch breaks. It was nothing romantic and he had promised that our rendezvous were simply friendly outings. We would talk about different stuff, like our old classmates and everyone new. I didn't think that anything would ever happen since we were both married to wonderful people. One day, however, he tried to kiss me in his office. I was shocked and didn't see it coming at all. When I expressed my shock, he expressed that he was shocked that I was shocked. I thought we had a moment, he said. No, we did not have a moment. Then what have we been doing together? We owe it to ourselves to see if there's something. I shut him down immediately and left. I knew that day that I had to tell my husband all that had been going on. That evening, I told my husband that my ex was now my boss and we'd been going out. He was very mad at me. I had expected him to be angry, but not that much. He started to talk about quitting my job and if I found that to be very controlling. My ex was not even the overall head. There was a strong hierarchy where I worked and I had other bosses. I managed to convince my husband that quitting my job would not be necessary. I'm sure what happened was that my husband confided in his friend and his friend in turn told my best friend about it. It turned out that my best friend told my husband's friend that I'd slept with my boss many times. There was no reason for her to tell that lie, but she did. She also begged him to keep it a secret and not tell my husband. He could not keep the secret from my husband, so he told him. My husband simply went to pick up our sons from school, brought them home to the nanny, bagged his stuff, and left me with a note saying he was leaving me. I was devastated and didn't understand why. I even went to my best friend's house and cried to her about what my husband had done. She looked so hurt that she even cried with me. If only I knew that she was just crying out of guilt. I kept calling my husband, showing up to his office to try to get him to talk to me, but he ignored me and told everyone that he didn't want to see me. I know my husband. Whenever he made a decision, he stood by it. I just wanted to know why. Everything was fine before he left that afternoon. For four months, my husband and I were separated. I was in a messed up emotional state. My sons were constantly exhausted. When my husband and I finally spoke, he came to tell me he was going to get a divorce. He realized that I honestly did not know why he had left. He then told me what his friend had told him about my boss slash ex-boyfriend. I was shocked. Not only did that not ever happen, but it also wasn't long after my boss tried to kiss me and my husband wanted me to quit that my ex was promoted and taken to a different branch in another state. We then realized that my best friend had played with us. My husband blamed me. He had told me years back to cut her out, but I refused. I confronted my best friend and she tried to cry it out as usual and lie about how it was all a joke and she had taken the joke too far. I just smirked and left her on the floor where she lay crying and begging. 
That evening, I told all our mutual friends about her status. I mentioned it to everyone we knew. I even told her boyfriend, my husband's friend. This was a secret that even my husband didn't know, but I told them all. Funnily, my best friend had assured me that she told her boyfriend about her status, and he was supportive. It turned out that she never even told him that. He was as surprised as everyone else. My ex-best friend felt so ashamed that she left the city, and we never heard from her again. So, although in the modern day I know that medicine for HIV is so good that you can now get it to an undetectable status, that is one of the worst things you can do to somebody is lie to them about that and have them find out all that time later that you've put them in a position where even if it is undetectable, there's still the slimmest of chances that maybe they can catch it. Needless to say, I don't think she disappeared because of shame. I think she really disappeared because she could have caught some serious charges. Our next story is, I put laxatives in the drinks served at my ex's wedding. Thanks to me, whenever anyone who attended my ex's wedding remembers it, they only have unpleasant memories. I mixed a generous amount of laxatives in the drinks that were served, and that did what it should do, nearly ruined the wedding. It's funny how when you seek something, the universe finds ways to bring it to you. I sought revenge against my ex-boyfriend and somehow it f- Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Fell into my lap. Here's the full story. My ex and I were together for two years. I met him at a party a former co-worker's boyfriend had for her. My friend introduced him to me as her boyfriend's colleague at work, but he told me that they were not just working colleagues, but very close friends. 
We hit it off that evening and we discussed many different topics. At some point, when we couldn't hear each other over the loud music, we decided to excuse ourselves from the party, step out and continue our conversation. He told me he had been single for nearly two years. I've been single since I graduated from college. I dated one guy all through college, but I ended our relationship when I caught him cheating with the same girl twice. We then started to talk about cheating. I asked him if he's ever been cheated on and he said no, at least not that I know of, he added quickly and chuckled. I don't think cheaters can only hide for so long. You'd find out eventually. I don't think so, he disagreed. Some people are very good at hiding stuff and keeping secrets. He then went on to tell me about how his father had a whole other family that he and his mom did not know about. He would tell us about his sister in another country who had two girls and my mom would even buy gifts for him to send to his niece whenever he went to see them. I said, so the niece and sister were his other family? Exactly. My mom never suspected anything. The other family knew about my mom and I though. That's crazy. I'm very sorry. He said, oh, it's fine. My mom didn't leave him though. She stayed and decided to make it work. He wore a sad face and shrugged. You're not happy that she did? He said, oh, I don't care. I mean, it's their marriage. I know I wouldn't do that to my woman, nor would I expect that she forgives me after doing something that mean. I held his hand and squeezed it. We were so distracted by the great conversations we had that he didn't ask me for my number, nor did I ask for his. We said our goodbyes when we had to leave because my roommate was my ride and she had to work early the next morning. The next morning, my friend who was the birthday celebrant called me. Listen, the guy you were with last night would not give my boyfriend some space. He's asked for your number so many times that my boyfriend is threatening to push him out of the office window. Is it okay to give him your number? I laughed and said, yes, of course. Tell your man sorry about the bother. She said, oh, I'm not sorry. It's been a long time since you gave a guy that much attention and I hope things work out between you two. I thanked her and hung up. The first thing that crossed my mind when I woke up that morning was that he didn't get my number. At some point, I decided that he probably wasn't as into me as I thought he was. Hearing that he's been pestering my friend's boyfriend for my number made me very happy. That night when he called me, I agreed to hang out with him for an hour. We started going out a lot and saw each other nearly every day that week. Things went very fast between us. He asked me to move in with him and I agreed, but I started to have second thoughts. My friends agreed that things were moving too fast. I talked to him about waiting until we had at least been together for four months, but he assured me that we were fine. At the time, we had only dated for two months, but I was convinced that we were going to be fine. My roommate, who was also my friend, was very skeptical about us moving in together. I tried to assure her that I was fine and we'd be okay, but she wasn't coming around. I believed at the time that she was jealous and she didn't want me to leave her, so I never seriously considered the reasons she gave. My ex and I moved in together eventually. When we moved in together, it was our third month of being together. The first month was blissful. I almost called my friends to tell them that they almost made me miss out on something so great. We went out for dinner every Friday evening. I always had something nice for dinner since I worked at a more flexible job. He gave me the best massages and I had someone to share my day with every day. After my college boyfriend, I was left with a nasty feeling of gross loneliness. It felt like a void, one that I filled up with work, an active social life, and many friends, but with my ex, I stopped feeling lonely. It was like a fairy tale. 
the kind of whirlwind romance you only read about in novels. I was smitten by my boyfriend and I could feel that he loved me too. The only problem was that he hadn't told me that he loved me. I brought it up and he responded that it was way too early for him to decide that he loved me and that he wasn't ready to say it. Okay, that got me very upset. This man convinced me that it was not too early to move in with him after only two months of dating, but telling me he loves me after almost five months is too soon? I complained in a conversation with my girls. Love is a serious commitment for some people, one of my friends said. And living together isn't, I snapped. Hey, I'm not the one who hasn't said I love you. I tell you that I love you all the time. I continued to obsess over my ex and his reluctance to tell me he loves me. Maybe he doesn't even love me, I told my former roommate one day. Of course he does. Look, I was really skeptical about you both moving in together at first, but moving in with him is evidently good for you. I agreed with her. Our relationship was great as it was. I shouldn't ruin it by bothering so much about words. I stopped bothering myself about it until one Sunday afternoon, I was in the kitchen preparing lunch when I remembered I was supposed to text my sister about something. I walked up to the bedroom and heard my ex say, I love you, to someone he was talking to on the phone. I knew it wasn't his mother because as soon as he heard me coming, he quickly dropped his phone and pretended that he wasn't just on a call. Who was that? I asked. The weird way he dropped his phone still hadn't registered at the time. Oh, it's work. I said, okay, and returned to the kitchen where I had more time to think about what had happened. That was certainly not a work call. Who tells someone from work that they love them? I was very upset and couldn't even bake the cookies I'd promised him I would. I also refused to speak to him for hours, replied to his questions coldly and in monosyllables too. He asked me what was wrong the first time, but I ignored him and went to lie on the bed. That evening, he came in to talk to me. You're clearly upset, so talk to me. What is wrong? Who were you on the phone with this afternoon? I told myself that if he lied, I would leave him but I didn't want him to make me feel stupid again. Don't lie to me. I heard you say I love you. I know nobody ends a professional phone call with I love you. It was my friend. He mentioned her name. First of all, I don't know who that friend is. Secondly, how come you're telling your friend that you love her, but you've never told me that you love me? We've known each other since we were kids. We've been friends ever since. Everyone thought we were going to marry. You're not making things better, I yelled at him. He apologized and apologized for lying too. When you asked, I just lied about it. I don't know why, it just came out. I suspected it was why you were mad and that's why I kept trying to find out why you were upset. We kissed and made up after that, but things went downhill from that day. My boyfriend was hardly present in our house. He started coming home very late from work. He never wanted to hook up and even when we did, it was obvious that his heart wasn't in it. Things only got worse the more I complained. It was frustrating, but I couldn't talk to my friends about it. I didn't want any of them telling me they told me so, especially my roommate, so I took it all in. One day, after his behavior had gone on for nearly three months, I walked into a restaurant to get a meal to go, and I saw him with a lady. I somehow knew that was the woman he was telling me that he loved. It did seem like he was smitten by her. He saw me and looked away. I looked away too, then I got my food and left. When he returned, he told me that that was his childhood friend and mentioned the same name he had mentioned the other day. I didn't ask him why he didn't say hello to me or introduce us as I was tired of fighting with him. Not long after that event, 
he suddenly moved out of the house and moved in with her. He never even broke up with me properly. I was left alone and sad. I had to tell my friends that they were supportive, but I couldn't help thinking they all faulted me for not listening to them in their minds. I decided to move on from him, and the best way to do that was to move out. Nearly five months after I moved into my own place, I met someone just across the hallway who was very sweet. She was just about my age and made drinks for a living. I was fascinated by her job and exciting life. She became a bartender as soon as she was 21 and was a professional at mixing drinks. It was from the sweet lady neighbor that I first got the clue that my ex was marrying his childhood friend. She had told me she got a gig for a wedding and showed me the colorful invitation card. Isn't it colorful? It is. Very pretty, I beamed. The invitation card was gold colored and had pink designs and ribbons on it. The beauty and delicateness of it were quite attractive. Let me see, I said, reaching out to take it from her. I opened the invitation using the ribbons tied together and saw my ex's name and that of his friend on the invitation. I refused to believe they were getting married. I just excused myself and left for my apartment. It was on my mind all through that night. I wasn't sure if it was really my ex getting married, so I called my friend, the one whom I met at her birthday party. I knew she would have information because he was friends with her boyfriend. Yes, I did hear that he was getting married, but I don't know who he's getting married to. He and my man stopped being close, so we weren't invited. That was all the information I needed. I imagined doing different things to get back at him. I imagined going there on their big day to cause a scene, but that would embarrass me. It was also a time when people had just started being obsessed with making video recordings of others and posting them on the internet. I was still thinking of how to get back at them when my neighbor told me that she needed help with preparing the drinks. One of her assistants had bailed on her. I thought, wow, an opportunity has just fallen in my lap, and I took it. She was going to pay me anyway, so it was a good opportunity. I went to different stores and bought laxatives. I chose to buy from different stores so that no one raises their eyebrows about how many laxatives I was buying. At different times, when my neighbor and her assistant weren't looking, I emptied each sachet into the water and drink mixtures. Her assistant may have suspected that I looked nervous, but my neighbor was too busy running around to notice. After we were done, she and her assistant took the drinks to the wedding venue, left them for the servers, and returned home. Later that night, my neighbor got a call. It turned out I was too generous with the laxatives. I had thought that the guests would return home before the laxatives started, but because I had used way too much, the guests started to use the bathroom one after the other. It was hectic. At some point, it was nearly everyone struggling to use the bathroom at the same time. It was embarrassing for everyone. When my neighbor told me, I pretended to be shocked. She and her assistant kept going over the ingredients to ascertain what was different. Clearly I was the difference, so all through the conversation her assistant kept watching me. She couldn't come out and ask me directly, so I knew I was safe. My assistant asked me later on if I knew what had happened. I don't know, I hardly did any mixing. I just followed your instructions. Unfortunately for me, her assistant found one of the sachets in the kitchen bin. She came to my room asking why I would do that to her, and if I wanted to sabotage her career. No, look, I'm sorry, this isn't about you at all. I had told her when we met about my ex, so I admitted what I had done to her. She admitted that she could do the same, but not at the expense of her friend's career, so she cut me off. I regret my actions, 
but only because my friend cut me off. Needless to say, this puts a whole new spin on explosive nuclear revenge. Even if OP had only put a little bit in, let's be real, everybody's different, there probably still would have been a number of people at that venue who even with just a little bit of this laxative would immediately have to rush for the bathroom. It's definitely, from an ethics point of view, a terrible thing that OP did this. I mean, who knows what some medication some of those people might have been on that in some way, shape, or form that laxative could have interacted with. Or, God forbid, somebody's allergic to something in those laxatives. But I guess, you know, seeking revenge and feeling scorned the way OP did might maybe make you blind or desensitized to worrying about that stuff, I don't know. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.